Good morning. Good morning. I am on, aren't I? You can hear me. Excellent. Okay, if you've got a Bible, you can uh, turn it to Luke chapter uh, 24, and we're reading from verse 13. Luke chapter 24, we're going to be reading the first few verses of 13 to 16, and then we're going to skip to verse 33. We're carrying on in our series entitled, Hello Jesus, Encounters with God, looking at a number of different people who encountered God and were changed forever, who encountered Jesus. So Luke 24, from verse 13 up to 16, then we're going to skip to 33. Let me just pray for us before we uh, look at this passage. Lord Jesus, we love you. We, even now, uh, during this time, we carry on singing, be high and lifted up in our lives as we, uh, as, as we look at your word, as we hear what you have to say to us. We sing it in, in our hearts, as it were, be high and lifted up in our lives. And uh, I, I ask, would you... I want to ask, would you speak to us? Would you change us? Would we hear all you have to say to us this morning? Lord, I think of Dennis's word, Lord, for people who sense that brokenness. It's a new day. Lord, would you speak to um, anyone who's just sensing that this morning? as your spirit moves and works in us uh, today. Amen. And right, as Raj said, it is going to be slightly different today. Are you up for something different? Good, okay, that's good. And uh, as Raj said, we're not um, using as such the... uh, We're not using on our next Alpha course live speakers. We are going to, the hosts are going to be live. (laughs) As live as we can find them. The table leaders will be live. But, um, and it'll have the table discussions as usual. But that 20 to 25 minute talk each evening will be in the form of a video. Why? Why why have we done this, you might ask? Well, actually, very recently, um, Alpha have released these videos, these talks, really highly well-produced, excellent TV-style series. And uh, we just think they're really good and do it really, really well. And uh, want to use them for this next talk, uh, for this next set of Alpha. You, you might be saying, though, what are they like? How good are they? I don't know whether to bring my guest along because I don't know how good they are. So we thought, what would be the best way to show everyone what they're like? Show it on a Sunday morning. Let's watch one, or at least a large portion of one. So that's what we're going to do this morning. I'm going to speak for a little bit, and uh, then we're going to watch a bit of the video, and then I'll 
speak again for another little bit. Um, and so we've chosen one of the talks from kind of later on towards the end of the Alpha course. And I know some of you will have seen all of this video if you're in the um, Devoted at Rosebrook group. So you just get to enjoy it again, which is wonderful. Um, it's called Why and How Should I Tell Others? Put your hand up if you've seen it already. You may have seen it. Okay, there's one. There's not as many as I thought. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, so as we watch it, remember, Alpha guests will have already been through talks such as Who is Jesus? Why did Jesus die? Um, how can I have faith? So they'll have been through a journey, and this is towards the end. And because if we do a shorter Alpha course, we might not even do this talk on the course. But what it does do is it gives you um, a real idea of the quality of the style of these talks, of these video series. And I believe it's a helpful video for us all to watch, and it'll equip us in why and how we should tell others about Jesus. Okay, so let's look at our passage for this morning. Luke chapter 24 from verse 13. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognising him. Okay, we're going to skip now through to 33. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It's true, the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. Then the two told what happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke bread. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It's I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe of it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead, and on the third day, on the third day, and repentance for forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When I was young, telling people about my faith was kind of, well, 
I kind of believed it was not, not only something I thought was expected of me, but it was also a way that I was to give back to God. My contribution, almost, of, of how other people could know about Jesus, to make more people know about him. But you know what? I soon came to realise that sharing our faith is less about what, I, what we can give to God, almost what, what I could do for him, and more about, do you know, what he does for me, and in me, and through me. And this is the heart of these disciples' encounter with Jesus right here. So I think there's three things that, uh, that Jesus does for these disciples. Three things that he does that we can learn from and is the same for us too. So, where are we in this gospel? Well, Jesus, as these guys are walking on the road to Emmaus, Jesus has been put to death by the Romans. His body laid in a tomb. And his followers, his disciples, they've been left disappointed. They thought, you know, we thought he was going to be the Messiah. We thought he was going to be the one who would rescue us. But this death, death seems like the end. Do you know, and just to add to the confusion, they say, do you know, just, just to add to the confusion, some of the women from us went to the tomb. And they got to the tomb and they found it empty. And there were these angels there who said that, that Jesus was alive and he'd risen. And, uh, and they came and told us, but, you know, we just thought they were talking nonsense. Some things don't change, do they? We often think, <laughs> sometimes we think, you know, perhaps we should listen to our women a little bit more in life. We just thought they were talking nonsense. They don't, they don't believe them. Actually, they were telling the truth. They had encountered these angels who told them about Jesus. And then Peter had gone, and he'd gone, and he was utterly confused because the tomb was empty and, uh, and, and there was no body there. And then later that day, as we read, Jesus comes and meets these two disciples as they're walking from Jerusalem to a nearby village, Emmaus. And, and, and he stays with them and and he has an evening meal. And at the evening meal, suddenly, they recognise, this is Jesus. And straight away, they go back to Jerusalem. They find the other disciples. It's all true, they say. Jesus has risen. And then, whilst they're talking, Jesus comes to them. And first, they're frightened. He says, no, no it's okay, I'm not, I'm not a ghost. And they're amazed. They're full of joy. It's as if they cannot believe it. So firstly, what does Jesus do for these disciples? Well, firstly, he opens their minds. He shows them that the Jewish Old Testament scriptures pointed to him. See, this is not Jesus saying, right, okay, well, God tried some stuff in the Old Testament 
but it all just didn't work out, so we've got a, a plan B, and I've come to, to kind of ditch all the old stuff and come with a new plan. No, no, that's not what Jesus says. He says, look, all world history up to now has been pointing to my coming. God has been on a mission to restore men and women to himself. This is the great story thread through the scriptures, from Genesis right through to Revelation. This is the big story of God revealing himself to the world. Listen, this is what the writer to the, in the book of Hebrews says. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. If you're a Christian here this morning, you are here because Jesus has opened your mind. He's opened your eyes. He's opened your heart to something bigger than just you and your life. To something bigger than just me and my life. He's opened us up to him. He is the great hero of world history. It's not you. It's not the church. It's not what the new Apple iPhone can do. The great hero of world history is Jesus. And, and the news of this great hero and this great mission is being declared in Jerusalem, in this passage. But it will go worldwide, as Jesus says, to all nations. And people will hear that they can turn and they can receive forgiveness from God. This is outstanding news. This is outstanding, great news. You know, despite our rejection, despite our turning from his ways, despite our rejection of his love, we find that in Christ we can receive forgiveness and friendship with God. We can turn and receive forgiveness from God. This is not second-rate news. Secondly, he gives them a purpose. He tells them, you're my witnesses to these things. They had seen Jesus and been a witness to his life, to his teaching, to his death, to his burial, and now to his resurrection. They knew it. They'd seen it. And they were called to stay true to what they'd seen. They were given a special role, a role to play. Jesus is drawing them into this great message, this great mission. You and I were not witnesses to all this in that same way. Although maybe some of the youth think that their parents might have been and could have been. They're really not that old. We were not with Jesus some 2,000 years ago. However, every follower of Jesus is drawn into this great mission, this great drama. This is how the Apostle Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians 5. He puts it like this. He kind of says, through Jesus, God is bringing back, he's reconciling himself to humans. And he says, and now, 
Paul says, now every Christian has got this, this role, this ministry of, of seeing and helping people be brought back to God, this ministry of reconciliation, to share the message of how we can be brought back to God. You have a part to play. We have a part to play. As Gavin said during the worship, we have a role in this body, in this part, in this mission. And you know, as the disciples could speak of what they'd witnessed and experienced, you and I can speak of what Jesus has done in our lives. Your personal story within this greater story, that can be heard by others. You know, there is power in your personal story. There is. You might be thinking, do you know, but I don't have one of those amazing personal stories that, you know, sometimes we get up at the front and hear what amazing transformation has happened in people's lives. I, I don't have one of those stories. You do. You do because you've received the gospel, because the gospel has transformed your life. And if the gospel is powerful, it's a powerful story. You and I have a powerful story of what Jesus has done in our lives. You have a role in this great mission that God is on. So what's Jesus done? He's opened our minds. He's given us a purpose. And uh, I'm going to leave the third point to after the video. So in fact, could we watch this video. Hey, if you're at the back and you just feel, I, I can't see it as well as I think I might want to, you can move to the front now. Don't worry about that. Um, why don't you kind of move a little bit forward and then you'll get a better view of the video. Um, so we're going to watch this video for some 16, 20 minutes and then I'm going to come and bring uh, the third point. And as that video goes on to say, we may not all become Billy Graham's but we may be an Albert McMakin. And we may say to someone, come and see. Come and see. There may be someone that you know in your life. But you just have to say, come and see. Come and see this Jesus. Come and see who he is. Okay, so finally, my final point, he says... Jesus says he will send power. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Playing your part will need power. But Jesus, Jesus says he will, he will give, he will send us power. And you know, that, that's pretty much how the end of Luke's Gospel finishes. And if you want to find out what happens after that, you have to read Luke's second book, the book of Acts, where you see these guys receive power. These guys and girls receive power and are filled with the Spirit, immersed, drenched, baptised in God the Holy Spirit, and he empowers them to all they do. See, you and I need the empowering of the Holy Spirit to play our part. Think about it, Jesus. Jesus, needed, Jesus chose to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
He claimed the prophetic words of Isaiah that we know so well in Jubilee, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Jesus said to those around him when they heard that, that's being fulfilled in me. And Jesus knows that his followers would need the Holy Spirit and his power. It's so important. We can be thankful for national alpha strategies where we get to see Bear Grylls' face on important public buildings. We can be thankful for local alpha courses. We can be thankful for ways to learn how to debate the truths of Christianity. We can be thankful for ways to be hospitable and loving and kind to people and put on good social events. But we must not miss that this is a spirit-empowered, spirit-filled mission. We're to be spirit-clothed people, as Jesus puts it. And he empowers us to share the good news of Jesus. Clothed with power from on high. Do you know, I thought back to the uh, recent Olympics and the Paralympics at the moment. And um, you, you kind of see people in their different outfits for whatever sport they are competing in. In the, Olymp- in the athletics, with um, uh, uh, athletics shorts and tops on. In the martial arts, with um, heavy martial arts clothing. In the swimming, with swimming outfits on. In the horse riding, with appropriate clothing. Do you know, if you were trying to do the 100 metres in a judo outfit, you would not do very well. Clothed in what you need. But thank God that he knows that we need to be clothed with the Spirit to be his witnesses, to be his people on his mission, clothed with the Spirit. We are very different, aren't we? We we have different personalities. We may have different types of characters. We may have different come from different cultural backgrounds, but God clothes us in the same spirit. That's wonderful, encouraging, exciting news. And we can say, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you're with me today and I'm clothed in your power. Thank you that as I go into my school or into my workplace, I'm being clothed with your power. You're with me in my daily life. And then we know from the book of Acts that these disciples that were clothed in power, well, actually, then they prayed for the sick and the unwell, and people were healed. When they hit an obstacle in life, they prayed, and God made a way. God miraculously worked. It was, an, it was an, a, a demonstration of God's power, of his kingdom breaking in. You know, I'm so encouraged when I hear of stories of New Day, of people being healed as a demonstration of God's power and love. 
was encouraged this week as I heard of someone who um, prayed for a work colleague and they instantly were well and touched by God. I'm encouraged to hear across the church stories of like that, across other local churches, stories of God miraculously touching, healing people. So as we finish this morning, we must know that Jesus has opened our minds. He's opened our hearts to him. He has given us purpose and he clothes us with power from on high. Can I ask the band just to come up as we finish? This is what we're going to do to respond. We're going to sing. We're going to take up our offering. And then after that, we're going to pray. We're going to pray together. Pray to know and ask that we are clothed with power from on high for all that he has called us to be. To be his witnesses in the places he puts us. To share his good news with those around us. So let us, let us stand, please, and I'm going to pray first for us. Then we're going to take up a collection as we sing this song. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that as you equipped, um, envisioned, sent out, stirred these disciples from 2,000 years ago, you're doing the very same amongst us in these days and amongst churches across the world. Thank you. And I want to ask, would you fill us? Would you empower us? Would you clothe us with the Spirit? that we might not think that this life is down to our clever ways, that this life is down to our best efforts, but it is down to your choosing to empower and equip us with the Spirit. Thank you. Thank you we're not left on our own, but that you're with us. And so I want to ask as we... Um, approach this week help us to know you're with us help us to be clothed with power as we approach this alpha help us to even go with the words of that video come and see to know that we may just need to say come and see to that friend to that person and know that you do the drawing, you do the working in them, you open minds, you open eyes in such an amazing way, and we can trust in you. So let's sing together, take our collection, and then I'm going to help us to pray together.